Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 237 of the Tudor Podcast, the Money Money Show for anyone in the business of helping people. As always, I'll share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed or basically stolen during the last 23 years I've been in business from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education. And I'll do it in a no-nonsense, no-BS way. So let's crack on with today's show. This is especially for a good friend of mine who's currently having a crisis of belief in herself and in her ability to succeed in her own business. So this one's for you. Now, if you're in business for yourself, like I am and like my friend is, and presumably like you are, then you're doing something that a lot of people simply won't understand. If you look at the statistics in 2021, only 13.7% of people in the workforce were self-employed. And that's the lowest self-employment rate since 2011. And it's significantly down from 2019 when the self-employed sector was hit hard by the arrival of the coronavirus pandemic and the knee-jerk overreaction removal of our ability to trade. I really don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I think we all know what it was. And I don't think it was about the disease. So as a self-employed person, you're in a minority. And as such, you're going to be surrounded by a fairly vocal majority, an absolute ton of people who will have very different ideas about what you should do with your time your energy and your talents. Basically, they'll want you to be like them. Get a job, be miserable, just like they are. Yep, according to various online sources, anywhere between 15 and 31% of people actually like their jobs. And that means logically that between 69 and 85% of them dislike or really hate their jobs. These are the miserable people who will gladly tell you to give up on being in business for yourself to get a proper job. They'll tell you to stop dreaming and by extension and quite logically become every bit as miserable as they are. They will bristle when you talk to them about what you're doing, whether it's good or bad. If it's good, they'll prophesy doom and downfall because nothing good ever lasts. Everybody knows that, right? And if it's bad, they'll urge you to cut your losses and polish up your CV. You know where that takes you. If you're busy, they'll tell you not to work so hard. They'll tell you that you need to chill out. And Jesus, I hate that term. I just have real conspiracy theory that Trendy terms like that that enter popular usage sort of legitimatize sloth 
And please don't stop me on politically correct language because that's just a descendant of Stalin's idea of citizens being politically reliable and unable to express dissent. George Orwell said, who controls language in a debate will control the outcome. So avoid the loser speak because that's what you're going to hear a lot of and you're going to hear it from the majority of the people around you. They won't get it. A self-employed person like you and me and my friend, we've got to go our own way. We are likely to be surrounded by naysayers who work in jobs they don't like, work for people they despise. And for doing that, they receive insufficient payment. They have little or no control over that. So let me ask you, do they sound like the sort of people you'd ask for career advice? They'll freely give it to you. And it's worth every penny. So in the same way, you shouldn't take financial advice from poor people. For God's sake, don't take career advice from unhappy, unfulfilled, underpaid people who have neither the ability or courage to change things for themselves, for the better. You got it? See, entrepreneurs, self-employed people, that's us. We walk alone. If we're very lucky, our spouse or partner will get it and they'll support us. But not always. Maybe we'll have friends or business associates who encourage us and believe in us. Maybe we won't. The fact is it's our journey. No one else's. They can't understand how we do it. They can't understand why we do it. Now, we ourselves may not be sure of the wisdom of our choices at times. We might doubt ourselves and marvel at ourselves when we begin, but we do begin. And we're never the same from that moment onwards. Why is that? Well, because we've chosen to leave the safety of the herd to break rank and separate ourselves from who we used to be. Believe me, it changes you. It changes you. It's changed me. I know that for sure. See, when I got started in this game, I was working for a finance company and by accident, I got a second job at a music shop demonstrating and selling guitars. And pretty much from day one, people were asking me to teach them to play. And for months, I said, no, I didn't want to be a teacher. I had a lot on my plate. Finally, I caved in. I said, okay, to a young bass player, a really good lad who's now a medical doctor. And he was having trouble with a score for a piece of music for the, his school's prestigious band. And that was how it began. I was gradually building up my student base, working all day, and then teaching till late. At that time, I enrolled with the Open University to study for a diploma in music and then a degree to ensure I was credible as a teacher. And, of course, while all that was happening, I was renovating and extending a semi-derelict house in the country. And that meant I was doing this and sleeping in a small caravan on site. 
90-hour weeks were the norm. I've got to tell you, my brothers thought I was mental. My friends sort of pitied me. You know, there's poor, sick, stupid Neil. He doesn't know any better, and he's got himself in this mess. And the talk from him was always the same. Give up. Go back to your proper job. Take a break. Chill out. Go for a holiday. Go for a night on the beer. You know, the usual nonsense. And then when I was making much more money, they began asking when I'd stop chasing the money or questions like, how much money do you need? As though being well paid for helping other people achieve their goals and dreams was an ignoble way to spend my days. But to me, all that was bliss. It was a brutal day-to-day immersion in the, in the joyful process of pushing my limits and discovering what I was capable of. I found out abilities in me and strengths in me I never dreamed existed. And as an entrepreneur, you've probably had this experience yourself. If you have, I'd love to hear from you. And I guess that's the point of all this, is when you work for yourself, it's all about you. You have to become someone different than you've ever been before. And the people around you, some of them aren't going to like that. They want you and I to stay the same. They want to maintain the status quo and keep us fitting in and bumbling along, being more or less happy, just like them. And I believe that as a self-employed person, that's the last thing you want to do. Your mission is to focus on what you want, to become selfish and chase after your dreams. Build your business. Make your choices and build your own future. Nobody else can do it for you and nobody else has to like it. And the people around you probably won't. If you fail, they'll subtly or maybe not so subtly tell you that they knew it was a bad idea. And if you, God forbid, succeed in making a good living or a fortune, doing what you love and helping other people, some of the people around you will resent you for succeeding because people are funny that way. Maybe you, in your successful and triumphant moments, remind them of what they could be, what they coulda, woulda, shoulda done. My entrepreneurial friends, I salute you. My fellow teachers, tutors, coaches, we who choose to take control of our lives and to live up to our own standards rather than down to the standards of others. It matters that we like it. It doesn't matter if anybody else likes it or not, because nobody else can live our life for us. I love a line from Cyrano de Bergerac, the, the play written by Edmund Rostand. And he has the main character, Cyrano, the guy with a long nose, say... I am what I am because early in life I decided that I would please at least myself in all things. And to me that seems eminently sensible, to please at least oneself. Because if we do that, we can be absolutely certain that at least one person is happy. Other people will come and go, their opinions and motives will change and drift. 
ultimately becoming irrelevant and forgotten. And we may attempt to change what we do to please them. But that may not actually be a wise move. So to you all and to especially to my friend who's having this struggle at the moment, I say this. Keep going. Keep doing your thing. Because it's your thing. Nobody else can do it for you. Nobody else has to like it. And nobody can grant you permission to chase your dreams. Believe in yourself. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you because I'm here to learn as well as share what I've learned so far. You can email me. It's info at neilcamino.com or you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. I'll be back next week with more ideas and more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business just like I do. I hope this podcast has got you thinking and been some help. Stay useful. And until next time, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.